Evidence of God's purpose for humanity throughout history can be seen in the Bible's power to change lives. This is the Evidence of Truth podcast, and these are the voices of those called by God to new life in Christ. Welcome, everyone. This is Alexander Ortiz, and I'm with my co-host, Christian Lopez. Hello, hello. And we're looking at episode three of the Evidence of Truth podcast, so we thank you for being here. We thank you for putting us in between your ears and listening to us for a little while. We've got a very special guest in the studio, in the Prevail Studios today, and her name is Ava. Ava, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Ava, <laughs> Ava is relatively new in our circle of influence, yes. isn't she? Uh, but a new believer. So this is going to be a very interesting perspective because it's a perspective of a person who's new. Brand spanking new. She's <laughs> I'm got a that, baby Christian. Yeah. Baby Christian. <laughs> She's got the new Christian smell. Yeah. <laughs> like the new car smell, you know? Yeah. But we're glad to have her, and we're glad to have you guys as well, too, listening wherever you are in the world. And I mean that, the world. It is a worldwide thing that we're doing here. And it's a good thing because God's word has no barrier and we're excited about that so we're going to kick it off and we're going to ask Ava to share a little bit about who you are where you're from and how did you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior all right um well I'm Ava I am born and raised in the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania and I was raised Jehovah's Witness um yeah so most of my family probably 99 percent of my family is Jehovah's Witness, and um, I never believed. Obviously, as a kid, you know, you go along with stuff, but um, I, I never got baptized. None of that. Um, but so, let me interrupt you just for a second. So, it's your immediate family, brother, sisters, any brother, sisters? So, my parents, your my parents? aunts, uncles, grandma, grandpa. Pretty much the clan. Don't you yeah. say everybody. Don't you're not kidding. Yeah, like everyone. There's a few that you know left, but. Um, most of them are still in it and um, yeah so I never like took part in that but uh, I had to be in it for 18 years um, but when I was 14 I decided that I was agnostic which if anybody doesn't know what that means basically I thought he could be real he could not be real but like we couldn't uh, like prove that yeah it's like an indifference yeah like but, whether God exists or not you know right. and I don't care yeah like uh so atheists straight up don't believe by agnostics like I, I could, but I don't want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah. So for six years I was agnostic and I I mean, it was a, a rough time. I totally just lost myself and I was always trying to find my purpose and, you know, all that stuff. But um, I got to ask, I got to ask you, because I mean, if there's so many people in your family, the whole clan is a Jehovah Witness. Yeah. How, how do you avoid that? I mean, saying I don't want to, that can't be easy. No. I mean, when I, <laughs> like, truthfully, when I became agnostic, it was, it just blew up. Like, um, yeah. I mean, police had to come at one point. What? Like, Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Like, we had wow. fights that were so bad. And, like, I, I love my parents deeply, deeply. But, like, the fights that we had after that, I mean... There was no there was no love coming from them in my mind. Like there was no Christian love coming from them. Like I wasn't receiving that like Christ's heart. I wasn't seeing that role model in them. And right. I never saw that. So I feel like that's a huge reason why I never took to it. Um, but yeah, the fights we had, man, <laughs> when I became Christian, um, the fights weren't necessarily like as bad, but um, definitely very uh tense yeah. between and that's everybody. under and that's understandable right Ava? yeah i mean you've got the whole family who is involved in the uh, jehovah's witness i like to call them the watchtower right yes that's okay we just had this conversation <laughs> right Ava? Yeah. Uh, because they're not jehovah's witness so mm -hmm. I have an old pastor who actually made that up. He calls them the Watchtowerites. Right. But if everyone is a, is involved in that religion and you're kind of turning, it's turning on the whole family. I can trying to look at it from their perspective. It's like, what are you doing, child? Yeah. And right. I mean, I've done it twice now with being agnostic. That was the first time. And now being a Christian, doing the whole 180. I mean, 
I kind of see it as something even worse for them now because now I'm following a false God to them. It's not mm. that I don't believe in God. It's that I'm just completely turning away from the true God to them. So it's very, I I mean. So they're kind of mad that it's, it's, uh, it's not Jehovah's Witness. It's something that they are against. Yes. Completely. Any other, they believe they have the one true religion, which, you know, we have. The, it's not religion, but we have the one true like God in our life. The God of um, the Bible. Amen. Yes, exactly. So they believe they have the one true religion. They figured it out. They unlocked like the thing, but uh, it's just not true. It's you know, not. this is interesting because just to put it into a little bit more of a deeper perspective, what I'm hearing, and no disrespect to your parents, Ava, but they'd rather have you not believing in God than believing in a God that they don't right. agree with. That's right. what I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, because of the reaction I got. I mean, we've had peace for a few years now. And now that I have, like, you know, come out as Christian, it's just like we're back to that stage of, like, being condescending and, like, just, like, oh, totally, sorry you know. That. It's okay. Like, obviously, I'm God's child, like, first, and I always try to remember that. But, you know, there's that tension that's back. And uh, it's definitely tough uh, standing up for what I believe in, but it's what you got to do. Yeah, it is what you got to do. So she's local to us. Right. Prevail Studios is in Nazareth, PA, for those listening, and that's where our home base is, Pennsylvania. Um Siblings, I mean, what's their reaction to this? So my sister is also, she's atheist. Um, she never took to being a Jehovah's Witness either. And that's actually the same for, like, my cousins and stuff. So I feel like my generation is finally, like, breaking that mm. um, generational, just, like, following the religion because you have to sort of thing. Understood. Because um, my mom was born and raised, her mom was born and raised. Like, it goes back uh, a few generations now. But, um, yeah, my sister, she's atheist. When I told her I believe in God, now she calls me a prude because, like, I, like just because I call her out on stuff. And, you know, I obviously we shouldn't be holding them to our standards, but sometimes I will bring up the fact that I don't believe in what she's doing, maybe. Right, right. And, uh, you know, I met with, like, oh, well, your God isn't fun. Or, like, you're, you know... Uh, she tells you. you, you mean, yeah, that your God yeah. isn't fun? Yeah. <laughs> like oh, well, stuff well, like that. well, I mean, um, one of the things that we talk about in our podcast and, and, and our other show as well, too, is that when you come to the Lord, I mean, it's all in. And, yeah. and that means that some of the things that we love right. have to go. And not that everything that we love is bad, but some of the stuff that we love is sin in our lives. Exactly. I will go into it because... Mm. I really loved worldly things. Like I, I was a crystal girl. I don't know if you like know what that means. Crystals. I believed crystals had energies, and like oh, right, I right. would do spells. That's like a new age thing. Yeah. Yeah, I would do spells. Like I believed in witchcraft. I did Ouija boards. Like I was so into that stuff. And now, um, people are expecting that for me, and I've just completely like changed my life, and I'm not into that stuff anymore. That's but interesting. Um, it's funny how people accept the bad things from you. And then once you change, they're like, "What? who are you? Like, what are you doing? But so were they, I'm sorry, go ahead, Christian. Especially because your character is changing and it's like, they would rather you worship crystals and do witchcraft, yeah, but not see your character change through what Christ has done in your life. I think that's like so upside down. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, I've definitely had to step away from a few friends now um, just cause I know that that would pull me back into like bad habits and stuff or like I don't want to um, deal with the stuff they say that might pull me away from my faith a little bit and you know all that. I've done my best. I've done my best to share what I can but at some point once you shared the gospel and like what you believe you just have to like create that boundary I think. Yeah and you don't write yeah. people off. I mean the, the, the word calls us to love others more than ourselves and I've always seen that as being something an old friend of mine business associate from years ago became a good friend taught me he says Alex you've got to love people where they're at yeah yep. and sometimes that's all you can do once you share your faith and they don't not accepting of it you just love them where they're at yeah and if they want to depart ways and not be friends that's on them because mm -hmm. there's no reason not to be a friend with a Christian yeah <laughs> right I mean, that's like the best friend you could have. <laughs> I mean. So how did this happen? How did this transformation happen? 
So it was funny. I was working here like maybe two months. When you mean uh, by here, just so our listeners understand. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Working at at the business that Christian and Kristen have. Yes. I was working there for two months um, and it had never come up that I was Jehovah's Witness uh, at that point. But there was one day I was with my friend Larissa. She's a believer. And we were literally leaving work. It was the end of the day. Like we were walking out the door. I forget what she asked me, but we had talked about Christianity before and I totally blew her off. Like I was not Christian. And she, somehow it came up that I was raised to was witness and her eyes just lit up. <laughs> like she was so excited. She goes, Christian. She's like, I got to tell Christian. She runs into his office and I hear her tell him that I was raised Jehovah's Witness. He walks out. He's like, no way. Um, <laughs> wow, she, she went and, and sick Christian on you. Yeah. <laughs> Go get her, Christian. Well, well, well. because pr- prior to that, I actually haven't, I was inviting these Jehovah's Witnesses over my house uh, for a couple of weeks. And I remember that. I was that. talking mm-hmm. to them about you know the Bible, and we're doing some Bible studies together, and we just had hired Ava on, not knowing. That kind of just kind of dwindled off on its own. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. I learned about Jehovah's Witness. That's really cool. And then she came on board. That happened. That's why I came out and was like, you were a Jehovah's Witness? Yeah, they were both so excited. Yeah. <laughs> now it's interesting how it's interesting how the Lord plays things out because you've, and that's not something I recommend that everybody do. When a Jehovah Witness comes to your door, you don't invite them in the house and sit down and kind of take their stuff in. Unless you're super mature in Christ and, and do like Christian did where you're like, I, I, let me see what this is all about because it was a learning process for sure, you. Sure, sure. And that's something that you went through and it was all preparation for Ava coming into right, your business. Right, right, right. And kudos to you guys for sharing the gospel with her yeah i mean i i you know i kind of rolled my eyes and i was like this again because every time i tell people that i'm jehovah's witness they're just so like oh my goodness what and i was so used to that but he came out and he was like can i share the gospel with you and i was like sure like it was just (laughs) (laughs) i just was not like in the mood for it but he did and we were going back and forth for like two hours. Like it was literally like seven, seven thirty. I was looking at my clock, but like we were going back and forth and like I was asking questions. I was kind of debating him at times. And it was just like we didn't come to a middle ground. I we just kinda left that conversation like, Okay, you said what you said, I listened, let's just go. And, on. and that's like many conversations. That you mm-hmm. have with people when you encounter someone who either doesn't believe in God or has another faith. Mm-hmm. That's pretty common. So it was kind of, um, I guess, underwhelming the conversation or it was just yeah, kind of ended the way a lot of conversations do, right? Right, right. I mean, because like, you know, you will get the occasion when people are like, oh, my gosh, wow, I believe. And, you know, you, it's very it's it's a rare thing. And like but. At the same time, it's like you kind of have to leave it in God's hands. I mean, we can go back and forth for probably five hours. We could have gone back for five (laughs) hours or more, you know. But at the end of the day, I had to just leave it in God's hands. Mm -hmm. I loved you enough to tell you the truth versus what you were growing up in. And I had a heart for you. I had a heart for that. And so I was like, man, I really got to like. I gotta talk to her about this. Yeah, no, but but she did flex her agnostic muscles no, at did. you, no, though. No, she did. <laughs> she did. But oh something goodness, stuck, yeah. obviously. Well, yeah. Like uh, I actually brought up specific reasons why I couldn't yes. be Christian. I brought up three specific reasons. I know two of them. I forget the third one, but. Um, I went home that night. I texted my friends. I was like, "You won't believe what my boss said to me." I totally blew him off, but um, I I realized. That when I thought about God after that, I didn't feel angry. Like, I didn't feel this hatred in my heart. Interesting. And I felt comfort and peace for the first time. Because I, obviously, I grew up not knowing the true God. I knew this God that was about works and was about all this false stuff. But, like, after Christian taught me about Jesus Christ being our Lord and Savior, it was just like, I felt something. Let's pause right there just for a second because... You're thinking of your faith as a Jehovah's Witness, and right away you gravitate towards the works. Yes. What kind of works? Not celebrating birthdays, not celebrating holidays, wearing dresses to church, wearing suits to church, uh, not cursing ever, not smoking, not doing this, not doing that. It's just like there's a list of things where you're so scared 
like, if you do this thing, you could get disfellowshipped. Mm. And, like, obviously there's things that we should not be doing. Like, I know we shouldn't do those things as a Christian, but it was always this, like, you you cannot, like, or else sort of thing. Like, or else this. Um, which, yeah, when that's her- not God. Yeah, God is loving. He is lot. not. He's not looking down being like, did you do this? Did you do that today? Right, like, right. It's just like he saved you for a reason, you know, like he absolved you of all your sins for a reason. It's and that just... sounds like what's clicked with you, right? Because now here's the gospel presented presented to you mm-hmm. and you don't see any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You don't see all that. Obligation. I just saw God. I didn't see all this cloudy stuff in front of wow. him. Like I just saw God. That's Wh- it. Which is why I asked you, because I I. When I came out, you know, I, I was asking you questions about like how you grew up and stuff like that because I was interested. But that's why I asked you in the beginning, can you at least allow me to share the gospel with you, at least the true gospel with you? So if you reject it, you at least reject the true one. If you accept that, at least this is the real gospel that you're getting. And I'm not going to lie. I was going to say no. Like, I had this thought in my head that, like, I should say no to you. But, like, by God's grace, I said yes. Amen. So... I mean, it's just amazing to think back to that moment that changed my life completely. This is after you've gone back and you've thought about it. You told your friends, can't believe my boss did. So (laughs) when did the moment happen? It was uh, you guys basically kind of reconnected and and, then she accepted the Lord. Is that what I'm hearing? I slowly started asking a question like every day. It was like I had a question about it. So it was just like question after question, I would get answers. And like the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. Because when I was raised Jehovah's Witness, nothing clicked for me. Like I never had that moment of like, yeah, that's true. But he was explaining things to me and it was like, yes, like that makes total sense to me. So like once you share the true gospel with someone, I feel like the Holy Spirit just lines things up for them mm. in their minds. Like that's what happened for me anyway. And I hope that that's what happens for Many other XJWs out there. Well, the tr- and the truth is, Scripture <laughs> says it. The gospel is the power of God to for salvation, and yeah. that's why we stress about the gospel in our other podcasts. And I always stress about sharing the true gospel, law, sin, and also showing people Christ. Because when you share the law with somebody, when you share, you know, um, God's moral standard for living with someone and you show them how holy he actually is, it makes them really think. It, it, it disturbs their conscience and it makes them think about, wow, I am not, before a holy God, there's no way that I'm good. And I love that you said that you were able to kind of see the gospel and see Jesus and it was almost like a burden was lifted off of you because of the fact that I wasn't telling you to keep the law. I was telling you to trust Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. and your whole life you were told to keep don't do this you can't do that don't do this and obviously as believers there's some things that we should stay away from like lying stealing you know uh, adultery all these things like that comes through faith correct correct yeah and so the fact that the holy spirit allowed you to let that click in your mind where it's like wait a minute i'm saved by grace through faith Mm -hmm. in jesus christ that's why i'm saved not because i'm doing the works but because of Jesus. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. Wow, that's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, I mean, So did you God. go back and read your Bible at all, or, or did you question oh, yeah, the Bible yeah, that you have? Because so, um, I know Jehovah's, uh, Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, they have a different Bible. <laughs> exactly. I had never had the real Bible in my hands. I never read the real Bible, like, none of that. So he told me which Bible to get. Um, I downloaded it on my phone first just so I could, like, see what it's all about but again that peace just that comfort like just it radiated through me i it's i can't explain it any other way like i could could feel him like it was like a hug like god was hugging me (laughs) that's the only way i can really explain it just like he he is so loving and i could see that through his word finally um and then i started comparing their bible with the the real bible and like you can it's so telling, like just especially in John. I encourage all ex-JWs or current JWs to please reread John because that is like very important in seeing who Jesus really is, even in their own translation. 
But um, I got the John MacArthur Study Bible as my first Good physical Bible. Bible. Good Bible. And uh, yeah, started reading that. And then eventually I got like my journaling Bible, which I use now in conjunction with the study Bible. So yeah. Well, that's uh, just so that our audience understands. When you speak of John, one thing that glaringly comes out about the Jehovah Witnesses and what they believe is that they, uh, John uh, 1 1 says, in the beginning, there was God, and, and um, in, in the, the beginning, beginning was God, and God, and the Word was with God. Mm -hmm. I'm getting all mixed up here, but yeah. the Word was with God. And, and the Jehovah Witnesses, it's very different. They don't believe that Jesus is God. They believe no. that he's a God. They don't believe that in the Trinity. As a matter of fact, Ava and I were talking about that just prior to the uh, uh, podcast and how I had an encounter recently with a Jehovah Witness, and it was a big sticking point for us. Yeah. They don't believe in the Trinity. They don't believe that Jesus is God. They actually believe he's a different God. So that's one particular difference if you're not familiar with... Uh, I need to clarify. Yeah, they think he will be sort of God. Okay. Like, yeah. uh, after Armageddon. Right. Uh, Jehovah will give him the throne. Right. Basically. So I think that's what they're alluding to when they say a God. But we went over this for like 30 minutes at Bible study. When you go back to the Greek text, it's God. It's just God. It's yeah. not a God. You can't add words to make it your own. And that's what they did. And, so. and what's so interesting about the the John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, Amen. or the Word was a God. Yeah, thanks, thanks for fixing that for no, me. No, you're yeah. good. You're good. Um, it's so interesting, because we were doing this in Bible study, that in that text, they still refer to Jesus as a God, right? But not the God. Um, but when you start to unravel what Jehovah's Witnesses believe is they're not... Technically, you're right um, that he is going to be some sort of God, right? But in the moment, he's a supreme being. He's yeah. just Michael the Archangel. And they get the mix up. And I was telling you this at church the other day. Yeah. Uh, they were reading, I think, from Thess Thessalonians. I forget if it's the first one or the second one. But um, where it talks about that he's coming like one with the voice of an archangel. And so they misinterpret that passage and give Jesus this idea that he is Michael the Archangel and how in the Old Testament when Sarai gets her name uh, changed to Sarah, Abraham's wife, and Abram to Abraham and Jacob to Israel, it's the same thing with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus was Michael the Archangel and gets his name changed to Jesus when he comes to, here on earth. So yeah. it's a twisted kind of view on how who Jesus is and how he even got to, Michael the Archangel got to be Jesus. And it's when you read John, like you have, it makes sense. Yeah. When you look at it through the lens of the gospel. So. Yeah. And not to get too um, wrapped up, and I didn't bring it up to get too wrapped up in it. It's, it's just to me, it's impacting me when I listen to Ava that regardless of the difference in theology. Right, right. Okay. Some of our audience may be familiar with it and some not, but. Um, um, she she's not concentrating on the theologies like we can get into a big discussion here for an hour right, more. right. you guys had got into a big discussion when you met about what you believed and what Christian believed but that all got pushed aside didn't it something started clicking something started making sense and it was more than just a mind engaging and saying wait a second this is what I know this is what he's teaching and it was emotional something was drawing you yeah. in right okay and that's the spirit of God and it's salvation is a work of God. And if there's any proof to that is the fact that, you know, something was clicking in your heart and in your mind and making sense. And whatever you went through, God was preparing you for that moment. What I will say is the emotion came first. But then when you think about it, I started thinking about it. I was like, it wouldn't make sense for anybody other than God to die on the cross. Because what's more poignant, like God dying or some being that he created dying. It just, like the theology came after the emotions for mm -hmm. me, mm -hmm. definitely. It was like, I don't know, maybe it should have been the theology first, but like it, no, no, it no, just no. It wasn't You're that. absolutely right. And to follow that through, through its, uh, that thought through to its conclusion, okay, God asks us in, in the scriptures, we read it all the time, that when it comes to Jesus Christ, you're either all in with me or you're not. I was just thinking about my reading this morning, the conversation he has with Peter, when he says, Peter, do you love me three times? Yeah. With Jesus, it's like you're either with me on your all in or you're not. Right. Okay. So this is what he asked of us. So why can't it be God? I mean, he's either all in 
or not, right? right? Yeah. He can't ask us to be all in when he's not all in. So everything that you're saying makes a lot of sense to yeah. me. Yeah. And it lines up with what the scripture scripture teaches. Yeah. And even in their own Bible, it says, I and the Father are one. That's it. Like, it says it in their own Bible. So it's just like, it blows my mind sometimes just thinking about, like, how can you read your own translation? And yes, they took out the name of Jesus and put Jehovah in where it should be, uh, it should not be. But... Um, it's sad, you know, to me that well, it's that, there. Well, and that's what false teachers do. But thank God that he gives us the Holy Spirit, which gives us the understanding and opens up the scriptures. We understand what we do because God opens up our understanding to the scriptures. What What were some of the questions you were asking as far as like after you kind of went home from you know, our conversation and you came back and you were, cause you were really talking to Larissa a lot and you asked some, asked some questions. What were some of those questions that were being answered for you that really kind of just drove your faith even more? Definitely stuff about hell because Jehovah's Witnesses don't even believe in hell. Also heaven, just like, um, she gave me this book and it was like, who goes to heaven, something like that. Um, but I read it and it was really hard for me to grasp at first why certain people that I loved would go to hell and uh, certain people would go to heaven and just like um, the differences between that. But definitely a lot of stuff about that. Things that Jehovah's Witnesses don't necessarily believe in is definitely what I focused on. Um, and once I learned about that, it's I, there was no going back. Like for me, it was just, it all made sense. It all fell into place for me. So I think it's fair to say that the scriptures started making sense to you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. The Holy Bible, not the Jehovah Witnesses Bible, no. not their version of the Bible. And we can say the same thing for the Mormons, too. I mean, they have their own version of the mm -hmm. Bible. I mean, this is very typical of false teaching where they substitute the Bible with another Bible. I mean, that's that's come to be expected when you're trying to get someone involved in a religion that's false. And another issue is that they they pretend that they are focused on the Bible during their um, like meetings and stuff. But what they're actually focused on is man-made publications. And yes, we have devotionals and all that stuff. But we don't we know that the Bible is truth. That is the only truth. So for them to use watchtowers and awake magazines and act like that's the truth. I mean, that's just a huge red flag to me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. so your transformation was a was a, I guess one that kind of progressed after that yeah, first yeah. conversation. It was it was like a snowball. Yeah, effect. yeah, definitely. <laughs> no. The more I asked questions and the more answers I got, my faith just grew and grew until where yeah. I am. Well, now. it's funny be too because Larissa kept like she's like you know she comes she's like Ava was asking me questions. I was like really? <laughs> she's like yeah. Like she's like asking me more uh, questions. I'm like wow, you know, and it's really cool and. I will say it's such a blessing. It's such a blessing to see how God is performing a miracle right before our eyes. And all of us are believers in, in our office, you know. Um, so to see Ava being transformed by God and the Holy Spirit, um, it's really a testimony to what we believe. And to share, it gives me motivation to share the gospel and to share it in a way that Paul talks about in Titus, where uh, he talks about to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humil humility to all men. And so in a way, it's just like, I want you to come to understand this because I care about you enough mm -hmm. to tell you this, even if it's kind of a hard conversation to have. So it's just really cool to see how you've been maturing in your faith from that day to even now, like, I mean, I'm like, I'm very like, wow, just in awe of, of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's really, really cool. Yeah, I can definitely say another factor was seeing the love from everyone in the office, just because literally that day that Christian told me about the gospel, he was like, I'm telling you this because I love you. And in my mind, I was like, what the heck? Like, why is he saying this to me? <laughs> um, but obviously, once I like mold on it more and I started to grow in my faith, like I totally understood that. It's just like, you just have this love in your heart. It totally replaces all the hatred and anger and stuff that was previously inside of you. And uh, yeah, it was just, I, I love everyone here and they were just so nice to me and that really showed the heart of Jesus um, to me. So Well, I mean, you read the New Testament, John, and specifically the, 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 the Apostle of Love talks a lot about love. Yeah. I mean, it, this is why. 
because, you know, who can see God in you if you're not expressing that love, right? People can't see God, okay? They'll see what God has done in you, and that's the love that you share with them. I mean, love is a big part of sharing the gospel. If exactly. it's not sincere, you're going to pick it up whether it's sincere or not. Yeah. If someone's yeah. just kind of posing and faking, you can say, ah, this guy's just trying to sell me something. But you obviously saw something not only in Christian and Kristen and your environment at work, but... The truth landed somewhere, landed on that good soil like we read in the scripture. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And you were just learning about that the other day, the, yeah, the good yeah. soil. Yep, that was a good one. <laughs> so let's take a quick break right here, and then we'll just come back and we'll finish Ava's story. Okay? Hang in there, folks. We'll be right back. We are privileged and excited that you joined us today. Please remember to visit our episode notes. They contain links to scripture, any information we reference during the show, and a link to join our mailing list to receive the latest show news and updates. If you want to send us your questions, provide feedback, or submit an idea for a future episode, we want to hear from you. Just use the Join the Conversation link provided to contact us. Want to get to know us better? Then we encourage you to use the Core Truth Media link provided in our episode notes to visit our coretruthmedia.org homepage. You can connect with us via social networks from that page and explore the diverse range of podcasts and high-quality content our ministry offers to those seeking to deepen their understanding of the Bible and grow in their faith. Finally, we invite you to help us communicate God's truth throughout the globe. Anyone can listen to the show for free everywhere podcasts are available. Click the Listen and Follow link in our episode notes and share it with your friends and family. You'll be glad you did. We appreciate your support. Now let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. I wish you guys were with us in some of these breaks that we take. The conversation just keeps on flowing. Yes, yes. But welcome back. I'm glad that you're joining us for the second half of this uh, episode and Ava sharing her story. And, and let's talk about how becoming a Christian has impacted your life. One of the things that we were talking about during the break is the concept of hell mm-hmm. and how that doesn't exist in the Jehovah Witness. Can you kind of walk us through that? Yeah, I mean, so basically they believe that when you die, you have you have no soul. So like nothing leaves your physical body. You just become nothingness like you do not exist anymore. Um, And I mean, that definitely makes me think now as a Christian, like, how could it not be a man made religion if there are no consequences? Um, Basically, there's so many details to that religion where it's like they're obviously trying to conform to their own standards and what they want God to be. So I, it's just so obvious to me. I mean, when I share this stuff with um, people, I mean, I wish it could catch on like it did for me just because I feel like it's so clear, you know, that it is man-made and that's that's not right that's not what god wanted yeah and when you share the gospel i mean it'll catch on with whoever god wants it to catch on right yeah right you know you didn't get to work at this company and confront uh, and the people that you confronted without god preparing you your whole life yeah so that's that's the part that we've got to live by faith and just be true to who we are loving people where they're at and presenting the gospel no matter what and, and, and that's that's clear that there are consequences. It's like you were saying, Christian, yeah. before in the break. I mean, what kind of God is not going to punish sin? Yeah. And, and you're right. If, if you've got a religion that's making excuses to get around stuff, it's really a red flag. Exactly. And what, what were some of the things? Remember, I was harping on a lot, a, a lot God's character. And I always any any point in time where I'm posed with a question, I always have to go back to God's character. Mm-hmm. God is good. God, yes, is loving. God, yes, is merciful. But he's also holy. He's also just. Yep. And if he's good, he will punish sin. Either he's going to put the punishment on you or he's going to put it, put it on Christ. And so when you share the gospel and you relieve someone of the pain of, uh, of saying that, you know, you can take the punishment or Jesus. I mean, nine times out of ten, you would think people would be like, Jesus, let me give it to Jesus. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that you have to let go. So God is good, and therefore, what kind of a good judge lets guilty sinners free? Yeah, and I mean, it was so hard for me to understand that he is equally all of these things because a lot of people think, oh, he is love, he is love, he is love. He is, 
but he is also all of these things at the same exact time. So, I mean, for us humans, it's so hard to wrap our mind around. But once you get past that, that's just um, a lot easier to move forward with your faith. It was for me anyway. That's yeah. like the the point where I really started to grow as a Christian. Right. And, yeah. and you can look at a judge in the court of law. I mean, the judge can be a, a loving person, an awesome person. But when he has to put justice on somebody, he has to put his love aside, his mercy aside, and all this stuff aside, and he has to do what's good and judge the person based off of what he's guilty on. Yeah. I mean, he literally gave you the ultimate sacrifice. Right. Like, that is his love, and you're denying it. Yeah. So that's what you get. <laughs> like, that's, you chose that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just... I wish people understood it, but you know that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's not that's not. On it us. is. It is. And in this time of grace, that the cross is done and Jesus has returned to heaven to prepare a place for us, this is the time for people to really consider the yeah. gospel. Yeah. Because He did come as someone who suffered and died for us, but He ain't gonna do that the second time around. No. He's coming back as judge, and and people need to really reconcile what the scriptures say and what Christ has done and reconcile that in their life because everyone's born once and then comes the death and then judgment. That's what the scriptures say. Exactly. And yeah. this is the time. So just keep on sharing that gospel with folks and let God, you know, work in them. Yeah. And they'll, they'll come to their own conclusions and they'll stand before God answering for their own actions. And right. that's the grace and the mercy of God. I mean, if you really think about it, God could have came when Jesus came Jesus came, he could have came judging the world right there because he has every right to. But what does he say? I didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. That was the whole purpose of Jesus coming the first time. And you're right. When he comes back the second time, he's not coming in that same attitude. It's to to judge the world in Deal righteousness. justice. Absolutely. Yeah. So in just to kind of put another spin on that, we always think about how things are getting bad and things are getting worse. Well, it's going to get better. But after God judges the world, God, Jesus is going to make things right. But we're going to go through a lot of changes between now and then. So this is the time to act if you're listening out there. Yes, please. And be like Ava. <laughs> just And I love the fact that you emotionally responded to the gospel. But I also appreciate and I love the fact that you're intellectualizing it as well, too. I can tell that you've been reading and you've been reasoning out the truth that God presents in the scripture. And there's really nothing like it, is there? No, absolutely it's, not. <laughs> it, it makes sense because... It's the truth. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So I could see how that's impacting your life, that the Holy Spirit is changing, and I can see the evidence of that in your life. So how else did this impact your life? Well, um, I struggled with mental illness my entire life. I struggled with depression, anxiety, suicidal, th suicidal thoughts. Um, and I've been on medication on and off for a few years now, probably going on like four or five years um, and I mean, it, it makes you feel better, but at the same time, it takes away who you are. And it was like a very big goal of mine to not be on it for life and for me to, you know, find that middle ground where I could live my life without medication. And, uh, I've achieved that through God. So that is just like wow. a huge part of my testimony. And, uh, I was on, I was on multiple medications, like at least three at one point and uh i'm on zero now and that's by the grace of god wow so yeah he just he's someone that i can turn to whenever i feel bad or whenever i'm depressed or feeling anxious and he is stronger than anything that this world could give me so i i found that in him definitely that that peace so that's awesome. And things with the family and yeah, the parents and... Not great. <laughs> uh, definitely still tense uh, with my family, but I'm just trying to show them the like grace of Christ. And uh, that's all I can do. Like that, right. I really struggled with that in the beginning because you want to defend, defend, defend. But like at the same time, God's showing grace to them. So I should too. That's just what I keep coming back to every time. Right, so. Right. You can only defend so much with uh, people that are so stuck in their ways. And well, uh, your parents know that you're going to church now, and yeah, I did hide it from them yeah. for quite a, <laughs> quite a long time. Um, but tell them where you sent your first Bible to. 
Oh, yes, I didn't even uh, ship my Bible to my own house. I shipped it to Christian's so house. You got your first Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You shipped it somewhere else. Um, I shipped that. I shipped my Bible highlighters, um, <laughs> all that stuff. I shipped it to Christian's. But finally, I shipped my second Bible to my own house, and I did get a little bit of pushback for that. Um, but, you know. Whatever. And let me uh, let's talk about this because I remember we were you were kind of nervous. You were like, "I'm nervous to tell my parents because yes. you know I, I'm afraid to get you know kicked out." Mm -hmm. Talk about that a little bit. Oh man! Well, and how God like God's grace came came through for you. Yeah. So I hid the fact that I was Christian for quite a few weeks, and uh, finally it was just like on my heart every day. Like I needed to tell them, and. Um, so I woke up at like 4 a.m. one day and I was like, why did I wake up at 4 a.m.? And I was like, okay, maybe it's so I could tell my dad that I'm Christian. And uh, I went downstairs and uh, I was just crying. Like I was crying to him just like, you know, my boss told me about this. And like, I know I've been agnostic for six years, but like God has touched my heart. And I'm like, I'm Christian now. And that's, that's all I really said. And unfortunately, um, my dad thinks that this is the start of me becoming a Jehovah's Witness. Um, so, but I didn't get kicked out, so we're good. There you we're go. good. Um, yeah, God definitely helped me out there because obviously I'm I'm only twenty, like I'm not ready to you know be out in the world. But obviously, if I did get kicked out, God would like help me through that. But um, so yeah. let me clarify something. You're saying your father's seeing this as a way to get you back into the yeah. Jehovah Witness. Thing. He was like, "I'm excited for you to know the truth." And I was like, I do, <laughs> like I do know. <laughs> but the it ain't truth. the truth you're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then again, at four o'clock in the morning, was he even thinking straight? I'm, I'm thinking he, she's going downstairs and work, waking up the old man at four a.m. <laughs> yeah, um, I hey, whatever you believe, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a stressful moment, but I'm glad I did it just because. Once you have the Holy Spirit in you, you want to like radiate that to everybody yeah, in yeah. your life. So I needed to do it at some point. Well, well, the you, fact you, that you, you were fearful too over like sharing that with your parents, like, mm -hmm. and we were kind of here in the office, and you were like, you know, I think I want to share it with them. I just don't know when and like how. And you did it, and look at how God showed you favor. You didn't get kicked out of your house. You're yeah. still there, you know. Well, yep. she showed a conviction. Right, I mean, right. Obviously, the Holy Spirit was convicting her heart because that's something that was in between her and her parents that needed to get straight. Yes. If you love them enough, right. even at 4 o'clock in the morning, you don't get that straight. <laughs> yeah, right. Dad, I know it's 4 a.m. in the morning, but we got to clear the air here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it oh shows that you have a love and a respect for your parents and you want to let them know what's going on. Yeah. A and believe it or not, that speaks volumes yeah. about who you are and how God is transforming you mm -hmm. because you may not know it but they're watching they're yep. not just watching the tongue in your mouth they're watching the tongue in your shoe which means that they're watching your walk as well too and you've always got christians have always got to be aware of that that people will watch what you do and that's a big yeah. testimony in your life too a and things like that i mean that that speaks volumes to a father waking yeah. me up in the morning she had to unburden herself that's not something a father can ignore yeah and i mean it's funny my relationship with my dad is getting stronger somehow like wow. after i told him i'm a christian and i just i'm so thankful for that and uh you know obviously it might come to a point where he realizes oh this isn't going to turn into her being a jehovah's witness and it might kind of you know fizzle out but just you know having that moment where i was so scared and i had to tell him and then like building this relationship with him where like we're closer than ever it's very interesting, even though we're on opposite right, sides right, right now. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. Very grateful. That's yeah. all. That's awesome. I'm glad you kind of stepped out in faith and and, and did that. And, uh, and now you, that's the stress off of your shoulders. You don't have to worry about. Now. Yeah. Let them just see the evidence in your life and how you live it out. And they're going to see that something's different. Something's different. You're not the Ava that you were before when you were agnostic and you were fighting with them. Now you're the Ava who loves Jesus and wants to show the character of Christ to them. Yeah, and as much as I hate my sister calling me a prude, that is evidence that she go. sees that yeah. in my life. So, uh, yeah. And you might be even be a testimony to her. Who knows? Yeah. And God might use you in a day where you will be able to sit down and have a real conversation and she might be having questions, and but always be ready to be ready in prayer for that yep 
you know, because I prayed for you so hard after we left this. Mm -hmm. And my prayer was this, Ava. My prayer was give her ears to hear and eyes to see. And I just kept repeating that because I was like, Lord, I have said all that I needed to say, all that your word says, all that the gospel is, and you take it from here. Right. Yeah. And whatever the outcome is, and, and you got you to gotta think as a as a business owner, this could have turned upside down. Yeah. You, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like this could have been something really bad. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, and I always tell my wife this, I, I, I that's my first job. Mm -hmm. My first job is to care for the lost and to tell them the truth. And God, you do what you do with that. Whether this business fails or it's here, it's because of you. And so just being faithful with that and how God has show that's why i say every time i look at you it's like wow like god you're so faithful and you're so good like how can you not see god's goodness yeah. through that and as a testimony to that i mean we're living in a in a time in history where uh, modern history anyway because um there's been persecution historically in mankind in the past uh, with christians and in, in the past that has been bad but now we're facing where people can't speak out at work um, yeah. You know, um, employers are being discouraged to share their faith. And it's the workplace has become some place where you can't even mention the word God. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a fellow about that the other day where, you know, he was saying to someone, hey, listen, you know, God will work it out. And he was brought into the office for just merely mentioning something as no simple way. as like, sure, absolutely. So I applaud you guys for doing that. And, and not only that, but I hope this encourages people that are out there that, you know, you've got to be brave. When it comes to sharing your faith, I mean, exactly, yeah. there is going to be some circumstances and some some challenges and not anything that the Lord can't overcome mm -hmm. because he gives us the power to do that. But we've got to be bold in our faith because we're talking about a life, yes. a life like Peter says, we got to snatch. Is it Peter or James? You got to snatch Jude. that life, Jude, it's from the sna fire, snatch him from the fire, you yeah. know, and that's what we're doing. We're saving lives. Yeah. We're helping the Lord save lives because yes. he's the one who saves lives. It's his salvation. He's the one who works it out. So bravo. And it's his message that we're just trying to tell people about. Yeah, I actually had to. Uh, I shouldn't say had to, but I felt like I really had to talk to uh, JW that was cart witnessing a few weeks ago. They were on the corner and uh, I walked right past them. But then I felt that conviction in my heart. and I was like, I got it. I got to tell them. So uh that actually might have been harder than talking to my dad. <laughs> um, really? Yeah. That, that was, uh, I was really nervous. But um, you got to be brave. Because, Christian, if you weren't brave, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Amen. I wouldn't be going God. to church. Amen. Yeah. So. so how is your testimony and what you're becoming in Christ? Because you're still a new believer. You're growing. And, and you're going to be better tomorrow than you are today. Because our Lord is the Lord of increase. He wants us to be better mm -hmm. tomorrow than we are today. So how was that testimony? How is it inspiring others and deepening your relationship with the God of the Bible? I mean, I feel like my testimony is just proof that, like, you can get past religious trauma because... I, I never thought that I would ever have any sort of uh, liking to God. Um, I mean, I just had so much hatred in my heart for him. But um, you can overcome that and you can deconstruct and find out who the real God is, even though all the stuff in the past happened to you. And um, unfortunately, that is a huge um, like bridge for people to cross sometimes. I know people in my life especially my age, um, are still dealing with that. And that's what's keeping them from Christ. So I just feel like I can show people that, yeah, like it happened, but this needs to happen too. Like you need to take that anger and you need to turn it into action and, you know, go out and seek truth yourself. You can't just you know, try to find your own purpose. It's it's not going to work. I back in high school when I was in the newspaper, I used to write all these articles about how I was trying to find my purpose. And I was getting so close like I could I could feel it. I was getting so close. But it's not true. You're not going to find it. Um, there was a quote, I think, from like C.S. Lewis that I read the other day. And he was like, there's a reason that our heart wants something that Earth can't provide. Mm. And um, that really touches me 
because it's true. We're all chasing something. And I was that person. I was chasing it through crystals and through witchcraft and Ouija boards. And, yeah, you were looking uh, for something. Yeah. yeah. So, and I feel like that's especially true with my generation. Just like we feel lost and we don't know who we are. So just please turn to the Lord and uh, you'll find that. Like, that's the only place you will ever find your purpose in your life. And I want to stay there with you. I like that you're going here because there's two things I heard from you, okay? Mm -hmm. Religious trauma, that's a... That's a phrase that we've heard. We've yes. heard people who we've shared our faith with saying, oh, why are you putting me to this religious trauma? That's not, I get so heated <laughs> but, but about it's, a, <laughs> it, it, it's something that I'm hearing out there, especially with the younger generation. Yeah. And also the word deconstructing mm -hmm. as well, which you also used. You discon disconstructed your life from Jehovah Witnesses to, to Christianity, true Christianity from the Bible. But that's also another phrase that, that people are using out there. I mean, there's, there's a movement out there. People who were Christians are deconstructing constructing their yeah. lives and unbecoming Christians. Yeah, there is a definitely a like bad version of deconstructing. So someone in that age group, that that's the language that's getting thrown around out there. Mm -hmm. What do you say to someone like that? I mean, why is the Bible different? I mean, there is nothing that will make you feel whole unless it's the Bible. Like, I, I mean, I was chasing that my whole life. Like, it's just, I don't know how else to say it to people. Like, you will go your whole life feeling this void. And nothing's going to fill that unless you come to Jesus Christ. Like, he is the, the filler of that void. And um, I just implore people, please, like, you can tell God that you hate him. Like, you can, you can approach him and be like, listen, I'm angry at you. I don't understand you. Like, I, I just can't be drawn close to you at this moment in my life but like please open my heart and that's what I did I had to do that I had to tell him like I just I don't understand you have to come at him with humility and at a place where you just don't get it because he knows that he knows where you're at he knows your heart he knows your mind like he knows every bit of your life and uh he will change that for you it says that he will make everything beautiful he yeah. will so um he did that for me yeah. and I mean uh, he can do that for anyone. And, and it's okay, Ava. You're absolutely right. It's okay to feel that way, that that you're broken. Because mm -hmm. that's exactly who the Lord's looking for. Right. Yeah. It, it, and right. it's so contrary to the way the world is. The world is looking for, you know, the go-getter, that, that special person with that, you know, yo no sé quoi, you know, whatever, that, that, that <laughs> perfect thing. And, and, and Jesus, no, just come to me as you are. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and we've covered this with the Beatitudes, you know, the broken, those seeking and, and mourning over their sin. I mean, that's the condition that we need to be in in order to shake ourselves of ourselves and what mm -hmm. we, we believe in order to accept what Christ has for us. Yeah. I mean, I was at I was in rock bottom like I I was smoking weed. I was drinking. I was I was doing everything you could to uh, fill that void. But, you know, by the grace of God, Christian shared what he shared with me and uh i don't need those things anymore like obviously we have the fleshly desires and we want those things because we're sin we're sinners but yeah, um yeah. It, i don't need that in my life anymore to like feel something yeah um jesus christ is all i need that's yeah. it and you know we live in a in a in a world where people want you to be vulnerable yeah right vulnerable be vulnerable be open be vulnerable and we're being vulnerable to the wrong thing the wrong people exactly and not being vulnerable with god i love how you said that you know if you tell god how you really feel god gives when you when you come to god and you're serious and you're with a with a broken heart a sorrowful heart and you come to him this is how i feel lord you're coming now humble to him you're mm -hmm. being vulnerable to him and god will reveal himself to you and reveal the truth to you if you come god gives grace to the humble and that's how you came yep. regardless of your trauma regardless of you know all this other stuff you came being real being vulnerable to god and look what god has done for you he's changed you completely completely I just want people to know, like, he is running after you. Like, even though you're running away. I love that image. I yeah. love that image. Yeah. yeah, he's running after you. And uh, the, I mean, that brings me to the parable of the lost sheep, that one. Go right um, ahead. That, that definitely stuck with me. I heard a song called Reckless Love by Corey Asbury. 
and he said something about him leaving the 99 and I was like what does that mean <laughs> and uh, so I started looking and I saw Luke 15 talking about how he is so willing to leave the saved just to you know find that one sinner and mm. save them and the picture of him just being so happy and rejoicing and like the angels being so happy it just like really touched my heart because i was that sheep yeah and we were rejoicing yeah (laughs) exactly so it just it stuck with me and uh that's probably gonna be a favorite of mine for quite some time now just uh i keep going back to that and remembering who i was just a few months ago like who i was six months ago no i did not Wow. You, if you told me I would be a Christian, <laughs> going to church, reading my Bible, praying to Jesus Christ, like, no, absolutely not. Um, so yeah, like I was that sheep. That's yeah, so amazing. Yeah, and the cool thing is that we were talking about gospel tracks, mm-hmm. and you said that someone gave you uh, one, like in your old job, and you kind of just like I threw at that it. in the trash. <laughs> I threw that right out. And you said I'm eating my own words. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things that have actually happened in my life. I worked on a Christian movie at one point as a production assistant and wow. the whole time i was just like this is so stupid and like all that <laughs> i'm really eating my words now. <laughs> like so much has happened in my life yeah, well there's yeah. an old phrase that, that jumps into my mind when the student is ready the teacher will appear mm. there we go yeah so it happens in god's perfect time mm-hmm. i love the image that and, and the phrase that you used um it, it created an image in my mind that god, god is running after you mm-hmm. you just and gotta turn around you just like gotta please turn around. just turn around <laughs> stop put your plant your feet and turn around like he is there and what what is that that's repentance yes turning around turning from what you were doing to turn around and you will see once you turn around god coming towards you yep. it, it makes me think of one of my favorite uh parables which is the parable of the prodigal son oh yes. when the father is standing on the hill looking out for his son and when he sees the son what does he do he runs to him Mm -hmm. and of course we know that the father in that parable is god himself yeah and and that's the heart that 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 we can look forward to knowing in the bible right it's the god that is loving waiting for us um doesn't want us broken no but if you are he can fix you right come to me all those who are having laden and i will give you rest right and he is there to repair whatever it is that's broken in your life right because remember he went to the cross for you he went to the cross for all of us who accept him as a savior and the things that we could not overcome as people as sinners he's overcome those things for us as he told the apostles in the upper room the night before he was crucified i've overcome the world why deal with that on your own why get to the end of the rope when, like Ava says, all you got to do really is just turn around. He's there. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So I like that parable of the sheep. Yeah, that's a good one. That's and a good and one. it leads into the parable of the, uh, of the lost son, too, as you keep going. Yeah. The image of God the Father as a loving father just waiting for you is a very true one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, speaking about false religions and what they throw at you, the things that you need to accept, that's one of the things that in my experience I've found lacking in many, whether it be, you know, Jehovah Witness or Mormons or Seventh-day Ad- Adventists, they always throw something at you that doesn't appeal to me like that appeals. Mm-hmm. There's a loving God that's willing to accept you no matter who you are. Not that you have to do anything because he's done it all. Right. Yes, sir. And what a relief that is. And that's the burden that was lifted from your shoulders is what I'm getting, Ava. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to worry about anything. All of a sudden something showed up where you didn't have to do a thing. Right. Just accept and believe and let God into your heart. And guess what? He lives in you and lives through you and it's transforming your life. That's true. Yeah, I yeah. I want to speak directly to XJWs and to Jehovah's Witnesses because I feel like a huge thing with them is the whole by faith you have been saved by grace, what it, what it says. And then um, the other one says by what is faith without works? And they take that and they think both of them are saying the same thing. But I just want to say the first one is talking about salvation and the second one is not. And there's a reason for that. So I just hope people can, you know, reread these verses and they can see that it's not about work. It's not by works that you have been saved. It's purely by faith. So 
And the thief on the cross. That's a huge one. Yeah. That's like the yeah. biggest thing for me. Like you read the thief on the cross and you think that someone can't be saved and within five minutes of their life ending. Like if it truly is about works, the thief on the cross story wouldn't work. It's just the, the theology of that would not work. So I hope um, I hope that some people can look at those two verses and see that it's not by works. It'll never be by works. It works comes because of your faith. But um, it's just you can't you can't rely on works and what you do. You can never earn it. Right. Ever. And, and your point is a thief didn't do anything to earn. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. entrance into the kingdom, which Jesus promised to him that day. Mm -hmm. And the only thing he had to do was what? Believe. Exactly. Yep. So if yeah. there's one thing that you got to work towards is belief. Mm -hmm. See who Jesus is. See what what the gospel is, and 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 accept him for who he is, mm -hmm. and the yeah. rest he takes care of it. That's why he told them. I, I another wonderful picture. The thief didn't have to do anything, and Jesus is like today. Yeah, you will be with me in paradise. Yep. And what did he do that was so wonderful? Nothing. He yeah. never went to church. He, like, yeah. like all this. <laughs> Unlike Christ, he deserved to hang from that cross because yeah. mm -hmm. he was a thief. And he saw that and he saw who he was in Christ. And he says, you're God and I want to be with you. It's the belief. That's what God is looking for, people. And there was some sort of, uh, if you look at, there's some sort of repentance there because he even tells, he says, Lord, if you will, remember me when you enter not can i go with you but at least remember me mm -hmm. he saw his brokenness he saw yeah. his unworthiness and he saw who jesus was and he said if there's if there's life he has it i want it and he believed in what jesus was saying it's you always kind of wonder i wonder what the backstory on that thief was i, I mean because he must have been watching i mean all of jerusalem knew yeah what was happening with jesus it, it's almost like the the roman also who realizes and says at the end when christ dies on a cross truly he is a son of god i mean you know everyone witnessed who jesus was and a lot of them rejected him and a lot of them accepted him mm -hmm. and there's one that accepted him and he accepted him because of his own condition and saw how hopeless he was and that's when god can work with us yeah i didn't want to mention something that we talked about briefly earlier you said that you know, you were brave Christian for sharing the gospel. Um, I didn't share the gospel with you because I'm brave or courageous. I shared the gospel with you because I love you. And because... And I believe you now, yeah. by the way, that you love me. <laughs> I shared the gospel because I love you and because I want to have the same heart that Jesus had when he was dying for sinners on the cross, which was love and compassion. Jesus didn't die on the cross because he was brave, because he was courageous. He died on the cross because... He loved you mm -hmm. and he had compassion towards you. You read over and over again where he looks at the people. And he says, I have compassion. So for those of you who are timid about sharing the gospel and afraid, don't be afraid and don't ask God to make you brave. Ask God to give you love and to give you compassion towards others and see what God does with that. Because when you come from a heart of love, you don't come from a heart of condemning people. You come from a heart of pointing people and warning and pleading with people to come to the foot of the cross and believe in Jesus Christ, right. not in themselves, but him and him alone. So I just want to let you know that that's what motivates me is love and the love that God has shown me. I want to show that love to others. Well, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's a good message for anybody who's listening, really. That's how we share the gospel. And, and you can't open up the Bible without swerving into it. We say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. These false religions somehow tend to avoid it. But if you're truly seeking of God, you open up the scripture, that's who you see. You see him mm -hmm. and you see his message, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So before we wrap this up, is there anything else that you wanted to share with us, Ava? Um, just young people, please um, be willing to just approach God. I mean, that was like the hardest thing for me because I felt like I wasn't worthy. And the thing is, we're not like we are not. We could never be good enough for him in this flesh. Um, but he wants to hear you. He wants to hear um, what you're struggling with and what how you want to be closer to him so please just um you know if you're searching and you you find out that you can't find that thing that you're searching for it's because you don't have jesus so uh i just encourage people to approach him that's that's all amen amen 
And for everyone listening out there, in our episode notes, we've got all kinds of information there, links to our uh, media page, link to support our ministry, links to share, of course, this podcast and everything that we teach. And reach out to us. Use those links, get to our webpage, and reach out to us. If you have any question at all, like Avis saying, don't be afraid to reach out to us. Yeah. We'll get you the information that you need. If you want a Bible, we'll get you, we'll get you a Bible that's as right. well, too, because that's where we want you. We want you in the Word. Amen. We want you going through you know, God's Word and opening up your understanding to what God has to show you today and transform your life like Ava's life is transformed, like mine was so many years ago and yours as well. So Ava, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. Christian, take us home, brother. Hey, I was excited for this, uh, for this episode. Uh, yeah, this is awesome. Thank you, Ava, for hopping on, uh, with us and sharing your testimony. And, uh, for those of you who are out there who'd like to share their testimony, please reach out to us. Um, we would love for you to share your testimony, how the Word of God has changed your life and how Jesus has changed your life as well. So um, people, pray for compassion and love that God would give you that towards other people. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Amen. Take care, folks. Ava, take care. God bless. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that we have been an encouragement to you. This episode has been made possible by listeners like you. Please consider partnering with us through your prayers and gifts. Your support enables us to provide sound biblical teaching that helps others open up their understanding of the scriptures across the globe. To support this show financially, click the Donate Now link in the episode notes, or you can visit our podcast website at relentlesslybiblical.org and use a donate link in the podcast player or the Support This Show button that's on our homepage. Thank you for your gracious support. Join us again for our next episode. And remember, don't conform to the ways of this world. Stay in God's word, be transformed by his truth, and let love manifest his son in you. This episode has been a production of Core Truth Media, owned and operated by Core Truth Ministries. This podcast was recorded and engineered at Prevail Studios.